morning. Um, over the next few weeks, we're going to be answered questions that people have that they never, Christians go their entire lives and never seek out who they really are in Christ, so they never become all that God intended them to be. Are you following me? So, if if we don't make a conscious effort to show you the way to learn who you are in Christ, we're failing in our jobs as pastors. And if you as Christians don't act upon the things to to learn who you are, then 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 it's a mistake. It's a mistake. You're not going to go any further than you are now. You'll never see who you are till you see who he is. And so with that being said, we're going to start, but my, <laughs> this first week, it's not uh, a big grand revelation. It's simple stuff. Before we go into finding out who we are and how we become who we are, we first have to, there's some ground, there's some groundbreaking, uh, some ground rules that we have to go by. There are some things that we have to do that, that, uh, before we can begin the process. You following what I'm saying? There's things that I'll put it to you like this. I believe with all of my heart that if Tiger Woods gave me his golf clubs, I could win a PGA Tour event. I believe it. Do y'all believe I could? No. <laughs> it's not true. Because I couldn't. I'm not Tiger Woods. It's not the tool that's important. It's who it's who's holding it. Being a Christian is not all that without knowing what you are here for and how you are to pursue it. You've got to know who you are. Knowing who you are is just like a tool. If you don't know... You never can pick it up, and you never can accomplish it. You're never going to win a PGA Tour event. You know why? Because you're not good enough. Just because you got the best clubs in the world doesn't mean you can do something with them. So just because you're a member of the body of Christ doesn't mean that you're going to accomplish all that you're supposed to accomplish because you don't pursue who you are. With you, If you don't know who you are, you don't know the authority that you have. You don't know the power that you have. You don't realize the whole salvation experience. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know your identity, then that means you don't know who you identify with. If you identify with Christ, that's, a, that's one of the first steps to becoming or knowing who you are. We've got a bunch of Christians out there that don't know their name. They don't know their job. They don't know what. All they know is, hey man, I, I said the prayer and I'm going to church. I'm, I may be in a cheap seats, but I'm going to make it. I was fine with that when I was lost. When I got saved, yeah, I realized that salvation wasn't for me. It was for the people that I could reach. Because once I'm saved, it's done. Now, what am I going to do? God's done His part. What am, am I going to do my part now? And if you don't, 
You don't know really know who He is. You just know about Him. I'm sorry. I, let, me, let me move on. Let me move on. I got to get. I got a lot of stuff to say. I'm gonna do a three part in one part, really, really fast. In every, it doesn't matter who's preaching during this, who you are, identity. It's you, everybody that preaches is going to be in the book of Ephesians at one point or another during their message. Okay? Except me. I am not going to, I'm not going to trample and run over any ground that anybody else is going to preach behind me. You can have Ephesians. the best book in the world on who you are in Christ. But, I'm just doing doing the groundwork so far, so we're going to stay out of it. Um, there's, things that you, there's things that you have to be before you can know who you are, what your assignment is, and how to accomplish that assignment. See, there, you, you think that, well, if I know who I am in Christ, that's good enough. No, when you learn who you are, in Christ. When you learn your identity, God unveils your assignment, your appointment, and how you're going to get there, and He won't bug you till it's done. He's not, he's not going to let up. He's not going to let up on you at all. At least He doesn't, he, he doesn't with me. I, I think I, t- I was telling this to somebody the other day, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Oh, uh, Several weeks ago, I'm walking along and, and I hear the, something come to my head. Say, "Have I told y'all this? Go, go wash your hands." That's not the Holy Ghost. Don't keep walking. Holy Ghost, go wash your hands. I'm passing it off like you know. That's not. Holy Ghost says, "Go wash your hands." I said, "Why? Nothing." So I go in and I wash my hand. Holy Ghost said, wanted to see if you're listening. I'm like, really? You couldn't give me anything more revelation-wise? Just, you know, make sure you're listening. Just make sure you're listening. You never can get to that point where you can converse with the Holy Ghost until you know who you are in Him. He can't be a part in you. Are you following? Anyway, there's certain things that you have to be before you can get to that point. Okay? Number one, you gotta be a Christian. You gotta be in the kingdom or the kingdom don't work for you. It's just, 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 just the way it is. And so, the first thing you gotta do is you've got to be in the kingdom, right? Okay. That, that's pretty simple. Second of all, you can't be a hearer, you gotta be a doer. I don't care if you're doing it wrong. Just do it, right? Doesn't matter what you do. Just do something and promise you God's going to lead you the direction you need to go. Always, It's always that way. Um, what the Bible says, you have to take it upon yourself to believe. The Bible says who I am, what I am, and I believe it. And I, I, that's simple. I can't find out who I am without His Word in me. 
if it doesn't come through Him to me, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. It doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, I mean, it's 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 a big deal when you can converse with God through the Holy Spirit. That's a big deal. Most people never get there. Remember when the Vice President Mike Pence said he talks to God every day, and, that, and somebody said, "Well, does he talk back?" He said, "Absolutely." And boy, they just jumped on him. They, I mean, they, do y'all remember that? The idiots on the View. I, I shouldn't even have said it. I, I, I'll get off track. Somebody will clap me. No, don't. It. But that's a privilege. But that man knows who his God is, and he knows who he worships, he converses with, and God talks back. Most Christians don't get to that point. They just get a conviction that, oh my God, I'm going to hell. And they have a brush with the Holy Ghost. And they come down, they do, y'all know what they do. We all know. We've all been there. But to be able to know who you are, what you're put on this planet to do, where your glory lies. When you know that, you'll live a successful life. You don't have to worry about finances. You don't have to worry about relationships. You don't have to worry about... Why? Because you're doing it God's way now. I identify with His life because He identified with mine. And I have all the answers in Him. That's where the answers lie. Where the answers lie. Anyway, there's. Uh, I guess I need to get started. Um, first of all, Hebrews eleven six. You've got to believe that God is God, whether you like what He does or don't like what He does. He's still God. What's Hebrews eleven six say? Hebrews eleven six. See, but without faith, it's impossible to believe to please Him. This is the part of the Scripture that everybody just kind of brushes over. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. If you come to God, you must believe that He is God. There's nothing outside the realm of possibility for Him. Nothing. I mean... He could step outside His Word and just leave us all to rot if He wanted to. But He's a God that honors His Word. And so, whatever is in this Word is fact. He gave this to you to succeed in this time. This thing is is timeless. It works in any you know, in the year one or year 2021. It works the same every single time. But we have to believe that He is God. Believe that the guy that created the entire universe. You know, the earth, the earth turns, right? We all know this. If you've been through the seventh grade, you know, you know or sixth grade, you know all this stuff, stuff, stuff you know, we were, Revolve around the sun. Anyway, 
But if one thing, one thing goes wrong, if the world just slows down on its turn, we would all be flung out into space. Do you realize how fragile this this world is if that can happen? In the, that fast, the whole a human race gone. The guy that designed that program designed you the same way. He designed it where you revolve around the sun. The Son, the Son of God. You revolve around Him. And He's going to keep everything in line as long as you're around the Son. Everything is going to go according to plan. His plan, not yours. People think that everything didn't go as planned. Well, was it God's plan or was it your plan that didn't work? I don't think that God is God, so I think that His plan is going to work. I think that I just did something wrong, and I didn't, or I missed it, and so it is. But anyway, you got to believe that God, God is God. He can do anything. Number two, mm. this is hard. This is a hard one. People say, "Oh no, it's not." But when you really get down to it, this is a hard one. His Word is the only truth that exists on planet Earth. Or in Heaven. Or anywhere else you can think of. His Word is the only truth. Every, everything in that Bible, if it's in that Bible, it's fact. It's not an opinion. It's not an idea. It is fact. It happened. David did kill Goliath. But see, I, when, when I was a kid, I know, well, well none of y'all will. You know, maybe a few. When I was a kid, they had these, we had this book set, and it was bedtime Bible stories. And it was like purple and blue and all real colorful and everything. And so, you know, it, my sister would read stories to me at night. Get me to bed when I was a little guy, you know. After I got by about four or five, I really could care less. But she would read me these stories. And then at the same bookcase, right in line, there was a book called Aesop's Fables. And it was... Not true. It was it was stories, but they were not not true. And then, you know, I'd I'd re- I'd, I'd read about King uh, about David killing Goliath, and then the next day I hear about Goldilocks and three bears. It sets us for a mental tone that the Bible is not a, is that the Bible is a book. The Bible is not a book. It is a living, breathing organism that exists in the universe, and you're a part of it. It's not a book. This thing right here is Jesus in a leather jacket. What's the Scripture, Jody? And John, the Word made flesh to dwell amongst us. Jesus was the Word made flesh to dwell amongst us. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Bible made alive 
for you to see. Alright, here we go. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. And, I, you know, people get mad sometimes when I say it, but that's okay because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. Sometimes you got to be hard. you got to be hit hard to, to make a point. There's some stuff in the Bible that really kind of, I don't, I don't like. And you can sit there. I can ask y'all to raise your hand. And everybody will raise their hand because they don't want to be thinking, well, you know, well, I, don't want to, I don't want to say that about God. You know, God, God's the truth. I mean, everything is, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with everything. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I do have to agree. I just don't have to like it. Because my mind, I mean, it was raised a certain way in a certain environment, and 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 so therefore there's there's things that are hard for me to swallow. I, I really, <clears throat> I'm being honest with you. And if you can, and if you can, be honest with yourself and say, you know what, there's some stuff in there that kind of messed me up a little bit. Remember this. Every word in it is true. It's fact. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it. Why, how come we've got one book in a thousand different denominations? Because they don't agree with the book. So they skip over this and they grasp onto that. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, it happens all, it happens all over the world every single day. There's nothing that can be done to prevent it. Because to believe all of the Word is a choice. To believe some of the Word is a cop-out. It's either true or it isn't. Once saved, always saved. Praying in tongues? No, we ain't. Uh-uh. God won't be praying in tongues. I'd be flapping my gums right now. So we're just not going to preach that. And hey, it cuts the other way too. Y'all don't ever preach on salvation. You're preaching on how to succeed in life. Well, that's you got to get saved before you can succeed in life. You know, but y'all praying in tongues and jumping and hollering and falling down and y'all y'all know what they say about us, right? You know. And and it's all true. That's true. What I just said was true. What everything else else says is not true. But but how many people get saved there? I said, bunch. Because it's not the church's job to get people saved, it's people's job to get people saved. I don't Fisher, do you have a brother? See, I didn't even know that. I don't, I couldn't get Fisher's brother saved because he doesn't exist. Right? But if Fisher had a brother, who would be able to reach him more, me or Fisher? Fisher would, because he relates to it. That's what... Man, I'm getting off. That's what we do, is we place responsibility for what we're supposed to do on the someone else. Hey, you can drop your kids off at church all you want to, and you can let them run into the kids' church and then run out and you can pick them up as a babysitting situation. You're not teaching your kid anything but how to be hypocritical. 
it's best to not even let them go, I guess. You know, I'm just not, that's not true. But, you know, I mean, how do people expect their children to be productive when they see a hypocritical parent? Okay, you can go to church, but I ain't going. I'll drop you off there. Well, you don't believe God's God. You don't believe the Bible. You don't believe anything. Might as well be telling me fairy tales. God is God. His Word is truth. We don't have the luxury of believing just what we want to. If you're gonna, if you're gonna succeed in life and you're gonna learn who you are in Christ, you're gonna learn your identity, who you identify with, all of these things, when you can identify with who you are, it, crazy things happen. People start getting well. People start prospering. Why? Because everything that he did, he did for you. He didn't do it for him. Did it for you. We're just not cashing in, so to speak. It's a terrible phrase to use on that suit. But we just don't take our advantage that Jesus gave us. Why? Because we really don't identify with who he is, what he did, or why he did it. Why did he come? There was always, there was already a path to heaven. So why did he? He didn't come just for your salvation. He came for you to prosper, for you to, to meet the needs of other people. So that he could get into you, so that you could get into other people. We don't understand, we, we lose sight of that fact. That's, never mind. <laughs> Number three, here we go. And this is important. This one is very, very important. Not that the others aren't important. This is very important. You need to realize this. Jeremiah 1 5. Bef- before. Before. I formed you in the womb. I just want, I can't get on this scripture without saying something. You hear me? Who formed you in the womb? Your mother, your daddy, or what did God say? Before he formed me in the womb, he already knew me. Before the foundations of the earth, he knew who I, he exactly who my parents were going to be, who my siblings were going to be, where I was going to be born, all of that before I was ever even born in the womb. Let me tell you, your life is valuable. God places great value on your life because He formed you and He formed you for a reason, for a purpose, And if you don't get to that place where you can identify with Him and know your identity, you're never going to get to that place. You're going to struggle in life your entire life. You're going to struggle with money. You're going to struggle with with relationships. You're going to struggle with health. You're You're just going to have a lot of struggles. Why? Because you don't know whose you are. Not who you are. Because if you know whose you are, then you'll know who. 
Before you, I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Before, where, where did he sanctify him at? He didn't even exist. Wrong. Wrong. Next one. You existed before you entered this world, and you're going to exist after you leave this world. There's never been a beginning for you, and there's never been an end for you before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. You were with me. I taught you everything that you needed to know to succeed in life, to do, to fulfill my path, to fulfill my call on your life. I taught you before I ever formed you. I placed in you greatness before you ever existed. Before you ever ever, ever even an idea by your mama and daddy. I'd already placed in you everything you needed to do to come back to me and let me say, good job. Before you were born, you existed. After you die, you still exist. You're, you're, where you're gonna be is totally up to you. It's not up to God. I had a, there was a guy, uh, Jordan was telling me about it. And I, I thought it was the funniest thing. Um, somebody said, that Paul Gray, that preacher over there, he hates homosexuals. That's what they were saying. And this gay friend of Jordan's said, "Uh Uh-uh! He said, I'm gay and he loves me. I go over to their house all the time. He said, somebody's lying to you. That's not true. But what happens is, people... I had a friend that died a month or so ago. He was gay. He knew where I stood, but he knew I loved him. So I went and did his funeral, visited with his family. and You know, who you sleep with doesn't send you to hell. You're disobedient stuff. You're wanting to, you're wanting to, you're wanting to separate yourself from God for a little while so you can do what you want to do. And then, that's the way the world works. You gotta realize, you're not playing by their rules, you're playing by His, and He's got an advantage on everybody in the field. And He wants to give that advantage to His kids. But you'll never do it until you realize, who he is and who you are, Amen. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, this is where I wanted to go, and I've got just enough time to get there. Mm. The Greek philosopher Plato, not Plato, but Plato, said this. He said, "Opinions are the lowest form." of human knowledge. Now let that thing in for a minute. 
opinions. Opinions. What I believe is, that's an opinion. Now, I believe that's an opinion. You know what an opinion is in the dictionary? I, I had to look it up because I wanted to make sure I wasn't an idiot. But <clears throat> a view or judgment formed about something not necessarily based on fact. So, the guy that says that I hate homosexuals has probably never met me. Or he'd know better. But he heard something. And he formed an opinion about me based on knowledge that was false. Correct? That's an opinion. That's an opinion. If I'm raised in a house and I'm, you know, United Pentecostal. Let's just use them. And I went and I and I wore the you know and, you know it's worse on women but you know men can do anything they want to women have to look as ugly as they possibly can or something I don't know what the I don't know what the doctrine is on that but, yeah hair's piled up you know, men got more moose in their hair than an actual moose would you know but, but any, anyhow it, but if I was raised up in that I would ha- that I would tell you. That's what God says is the way. Why? Because their parents gave them the opinion that that's who God is. Now, if you're Baptist and you're raised up in the Baptist denomination, you know what you're going to believe? What the Baptists believe. Of course. If you're raised in a Catholic church, you know what you're going to believe? What the Catholics say. It's all opinion-based. If you've got one book, thousand denominations, somebody, 999 are wrong. Or maybe even a thousand. Maybe there are all. The Bible is not hard to follow. Why? Because we already established that every word is truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So, even though Oprah is more important or more popular, Oprah may be more popular than Jesus, but He's the only way. Oprah's got her own online church and says there's many paths to heaven and all of this stuff. She is what what the Bible identifies as a false prophet. She's going to be judged by a different set of rules than you and I are. Ooh, nobody said anything. When you start when you start speaking to millions of people and say that Jesus is not the only way, I promise you. There's a day coming when you're going to wish you hadn't said that. It's going to be a terrible day. It's going to be the worst day in the history of the world for them. Why? 
because she has a desire to connect with God. She just doesn't know how. She doesn't know who Jesus is, therefore she doesn't know who she is. Because if she knew who Jesus was, she'd never say that. Because if you know Him, you know that He is the way, the truth, and the life. You would never make a statement. If you knew who He was, you would never make a statement like that. Let me tell you what, I could turn around, leave the ministry, go crazy, Whatever, but I will I will leave this world knowing that the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus. That's the only way. That's not because that's what I was taught. I say that because that Bible is fact; it's not fiction. If Jesus said it and God put it in this Word, it's fact. It's not an opinion. It is fact. Opinions are. Opinions form who we are if we're not Christian, right? Because they have no system of beliefs except what they believe, which is opinion not based on fact. Are you following me? So, they live their lives really not knowing, ever knowing the truth. I wrote this down. Religious people have a bad opinion of me because I hate formal religion. It's nothing that I've personally done to them. It's just that I don't believe what they believe, so I'm an idiot. Just because we have a different system of beliefs, you don't know what you're talking about. I know! And you're wrong. Well, who's right? Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's look in here and see what Jesus in the leather jacket says is right. When you see people having arguments or, or disagreements over the Word, there's never a Bible in sight. Think about it. You've heard these discussions, right? How many of them say, well, let's see what Jesus said. What did Jesus say about it? You... Why? Because a real Christian is not going to get in a fight over what they believe because they're sure of who they are and they're sure of what they know to be biblical fact. They don't have those conversations. They don't, uh, people, man, people try to... Uh, you have no idea when you're a pastor how many people ask you stupid questions. I'm not talking about church people. I'm talking about non-church people. And they all say, they all call me the same thing, and I want to hit them in the face every time, but I don't. Hey, preacher! They can't speak English. They can't say preacher, pastor, whatever. Preacher. Preacher. Nothing makes me matter than to be called preacher. Why, do you ask? I'll tell you. Because y'all are the ones that are supposed to be preaching. I'm supposed to be pastoring you so that you do the preaching. Because the preaching's not done in a pulpit. It's done on the street. It's done with your friends. It's done with your family. Preaching. Uh, 
<laughs> Let me give you some opinions. And the best way to give you an opinion is give you one that has affected my life. Okay? So I'm a preacher of the Christian church at Mendon. I learned some cool stuff about me. I had no idea I did these things. None whatsoever. But somebody else's opinion is based off of someone's lie. They're, they're living the lie with them. Okay? So, <laughs> did you know, when we lived on College Street, we had a pool, and so we would baptize everyone in the pool. And then we'd have a big party afterwards, you know? I mean, we'd grill, have a good time. We did it a lot. But, you know, I found out recently that the reason we baptized people in our swimming pool is so the church would buy us a pool. Hand to God. That's what they say. But that's not even the best one. Did you know that in the basement of this church, I have a steel or a brewery or something. I don't know. Did y'all know that in our basement, that was what we have there? We don't even have a basement. But those are people based what they believe off of what somebody else says, not based on facts. So they're basing, they're basing their belief system upon a lie. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? Opinions will kill you. They only bring chaos and hate and disorder. Alright, you want to get... What other people's opinion of you should not dictate how you live your life. What God's opinion of you dictates how you live your life. Because you know whose you are. He's got the final say in my life. Not somebody somebody that is listening to gossip and rumors and all the other things. You know what you know why? I don't even know if I got this in my notes. I remember putting it in there, I just can't find it. My notes are the craziest thing you've ever seen. It just ramble. Really not notes are just jumbled up thoughts. The Bible tells us that gossip and backbiting are a sin. Correct? Do you know why they are a sin? They are a sin because they produce opinions not based on the Word. Not based on fact. i got a 14-year-old daughter. You hear all kind of crazy stuff around teenage girls. And they've all got an opinion on everything. And I promise you it's not based on fact. But, you hear some of the stuff they say, oh, I'd love to hear them talking it, for a very short time. But, <laughs> but, uh, but they, they've got an opinion. They have not they don't know what life is yet. 
you know what your opinion needs to be? What I tell you it is. I am the boss in this household. I'm like, I'm God here. What I say goes. Right? I don't work with 14 year old girls. You gotta convince them. I had to act like I didn't like Hutton so that Jordan would end up marrying him. Because I, if, I, if, if she'd have thought I, I loved him like I do, she, she, uh-uh, they wouldn't have got married. You know why? You know why? Because that's the way she is. That's not my opinion. That's just fact. Whatever I love, she's going to... I'm telling you what, you know how much I, you know how much I love putting woods? I didn't even played golf with him yesterday. I had to witness that. It was the ugliest thing we've ever seen. I had and uh, good job, man. Hit it like this, not like this. Yeah, <laughs> out of eighteen holes, he hit one good shot. He thinks it was a good shot, but he doesn't play golf enough to know what a good shot and a bad shot. It really wasn't good. It was so fast. <laughs> Oh, let me. Re- All right, last one. You'll never see you until you see Jesus. This is what I. This this right here. This right here is my favorite part of all that I'm about to say today. Remember that Jesus. When Jesus was in His earthly ministry, when He turned 30, He got filled with the Holy Ghost and then His earthly ministry just took off. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. You've got to realize that the woman with the issue of blood existed. She still exists wherever she's at. But she existed. She touched His clothes and she was made whole. That happened. Closer you get to Jesus, the more you'll see how it happened. This is a man that healed the sick, the lame walk, the blind see. And he's on the inside of you, kicking and streaming to get out and do it again and do it again and do it again. When we realize that's who he is, that's what he did, and he expects me to do it now. That's when we find out who we are. When you know who He is, when you know that He actually said, Lazarus, come forth! And the man got up out of the grave and came. Can you really fathom that? Can you really, can your mind wrap around a guy walking across a stinking sea? Can you, do you really believe that that happened? Do you really can you can you wrap your mind around the supernatural power of God? Can you really believe that a man with a stick walked up to his knee and said, "Buck, okay," and it? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that Jesus was 
beaten nearly to death, then put on a cross, then went to hell. I mean, you're talking about the worst three days ever. Went to hell, defeated hell, death, and the grave, got the authority and power of man, and he, and he ascended to the Father, and then 40 days later, he sent his spirit down to earth, and that same spirit that raised him from the dead is in me. It's in you. And this, that Jesus that was walking the earth, that, that moved in such compassion that He healed because He loved. He delivered because He loved. That same Jesus that did all those things that were just walking down the street and just miracles happened. He's still alive and the same Spirit is in you. And He said, you know what? I'm going to give you a double dose of what I got. The things, John 14, 12 says, the things that I do, you'll do, and even greater works than these. Why? Because He's kicking and screaming on the inside of you to get out and get to somebody else. He never rests. He never sleeps. you got to realize that the, 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 the power, the authority that's on the inside of you is not yours, but you have the right to use it on His behalf. Because if you used it in your name, it wouldn't have any power. But with Him behind it, every time. Every time. It's the way things work. It's the way things work. Oh, man. Ah, I'm going to close this. We, we have to lay the groundwork before we can grasp who we are, right? That's what we said at the beginning. So with that, I'm going to go back over these real quick. When God is God, His Word is truth. It's fact. It's not a story. You existed before you entered this world, and you'll exist after. You're just here for a short time to accomplish what God sent you here to do. Your opinions must be backed up by the Word. The words that come out of your mouth have power. I didn't get to that one, but I'm running out of time. And you will never see you until you see Him. How many of you want to lay the groundwork? We need to get this thing started the right way. You have to believe those things that I said until you can go to the next step. If you don't get that, if you don't get Jesus is alive inside of me, kicking and screaming to get out, that God's God, that the Word is fact, you've got to get that stuff before you can move on to the next level. How many of you want a a greater revelation of who He is, what He does? Just stand up. Stand up. 